Producer? This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends out there? My name is Nate, and this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. A guy named Charles Thompson is sitting right across from me. How's it going, Chuck? You know, that intro gets louder and louder every single day that we do this show. I think it's, maybe your ear is just improving a little bit. It is, and if yeah. you haven't listened to the show lately, first first and foremost, you need to subscribe to this podcast. We tell you guys that every single time because it is the single most important thing you can do with your life. Making more money... <laughs> You know, having kids, all that stuff is great. But the single most important yeah. thing you can do with your life is subscribing to this podcast. The second thing, if you haven't listened to the show, go back a few episodes. I had surgery at the beginning of January on my ear. You did. And it's getting better every day, which wasn't guaranteed, by the way. Yeah. Wasn't guaranteed that my hearing would come back. And by God, thanks to science and technology and my high level of income. <laughs> <laughs> a cash which payment even, surgery, too. So, yeah. I mean... It wasn't cheap. Which I don't own much of anyway. Yeah. So, Which, by know. the way, we haven't talked much about the fact that you just had a cash payment surgery today. Either. That is true. Yeah. 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 Um, that happened. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of news today. Just in case you guys don't know who won Iowa, I don't either. Well, so, Trump, Trump did on the Republican side. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. I think it like 90% or 95% or did something he? like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, congrats to him so, for uh, winning Iowa. Was Bill Weld out there caucusing in Iowa? I don't know. I think was he's, he? uh, I don't know if he was out there or not. No, uh, while no you, one cares. Well, you tell the fine folks out there listening uh, what's coming mm. up next. Yeah. So I'm we got that up. We got to talk about what's going on in Iowa just a little bit, just because it's in the news, even though I can tell the news, the news outlets are trying to bury it because of what an insane embarrassment it is so far that the DNC could not find a way to program an app properly, uh, an app that was made by people who were former executives on the Hillary Clinton campaign. Not that that matters whatsoever, but the DNC could not even find a way to program an app good enough that it could report how many people hit a certain button. That's it. That's all it's got to report. That's it. Man, I can't wait for them to be running freaking healthcare for 330 million people. I can't wait for the Medicare yeah. for All app to come out. Yeah, it's going to be so you just, good. You, you know, know I've heard, you can tell, you know, you can get your doctor on your app and stuff. They're going to have all these crazy features that are just going to work, you know? And I've heard, I've heard people <laughs> like uh, Joe Rogan and some other people talking about how, why don't we just vote on our apps, man? Why don't we just vote on our phones? It's ridiculous that we have to go into the ballot box. Here's just a, you know, here's just a little, little bitty taste of what can happen because who do you think is going to design that app? You know, who do you think? And I bet they paid the app designer 10 times more than they what any did. other people would bid for I'm it. sure they did. By the way, the GOP results are in. 99% reporting out of Iowa caucus. Donald Trump, 39 delegates, 97.1% with a count of 31,422 votes. Runner-up Bill Weld with one delegate, 1.3% of the vote. <laughs> he got 424 votes. Don't count them out just yet. So Donald Trump got 30... 30,998 more votes than Bill Weld did. Okay. So Bill Weld, dang, go on to New so Hampshire, man. So you're, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. He's got one delegate. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it's already starting, by the way. It's February good. of 2020. We're coming up on the 2020 election. I saw an ad on my Facebook for Donald Trump's um, State of the Union address, and apparently you can get... I don't not mention like in the address, but you can be written down somewhere on the state of the union thing a lot. Donate to his campaign. Huh? I don't know. I, I didn't think that was legal. I, I didn't click on the ad, but it seems like that would be illegal. It sounds illegal. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm gonna Maybe use not. The, I'm going to use the office of the president to raise more campaign. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks to Citizens United. I think we can do anything now. Just kidding. I don't yep. really care about that whatsoever. Now, did the GOP, did the Republicans use the same app? I doubt it. I okay. don't think they did. Okay. This was no. just a DNC exclusive app. Yeah. And you, you know, know, when you look on Google, they have Amy uh, Klobuchar. Uh, how do you pronounce that name? Klobuchar. Klobuchar. And then Yang, Bernie Sanders, and then Deval Patrick. They've got Joe Biden way down here underneath Elizabeth Warden, but <laughs> where, oh yeah, Senator Sanders is third on the list. So, but early reports from what I'm hearing, because I heard some people that were streaming live from the different caucuses happening in Iowa. It seems to be Amy like is going to be the front runner, which seems weird to Amy? me. Yes. I, don't, I haven't heard that. But from apparently anyone. she is popular among the older voters, which are the people that vote, actually. Okay. 
So okay. the, the loud people are the young people that actually don't show up. Wait, are you saying that Amy Klobuchar is going to win Iowa? I'm I'm just saying early reports indicate that the actual voting populace, that's their favorite. Okay, I got you. So, so the people that don't answered, be shocked if she comes in first, second, or third is what I'm saying. I would say third. I mean, I don't see any way that Who's Bernie gonna, doesn't come out with that. I think Bernie's going to win. Earliest it? polls, like exit polls, have Bernie at like 28 percent. Something like that. So um, I don't see any way that Bernie doesn't come out with it unless they've completely dumped all the results from this app and they've put in a fabricated amount of results that the app builders put in there that somehow Hillary Clinton's going to come out winning Iowa. So we can still look for that. We can see. But by the way, this is this is another reason to subscribe to this podcast, because we have your 2020 election coverage. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be the this is going to be the best liberty spin on the election this year that you can find that's it's better We've than got, every other spin you can listen to what because what, it's us what you're not going to hear anyone else here anywhere else besides here is we are going to tell you how much speculation we are we are speculating <laughs> this has been pure <laughs> speculation so far yeah. backed by almost no evidence whatsoever yeah. and we don't care to yeah. admit that and we can yeah because you know what we're not run by a corporation yeah well i mean technically well we are yeah but it's our <laughs> we yeah. own the corporation well the, you know how corporations are once you start them they just start controlling you so <laughs> exactly because they're mean, not people yeah. they're <laughs> roving they're just roving bands of corporations yeah, around controlling the world controlling the government <laughs> the corporations go out there on their own and the corporate owners are like hey stop please please and the corporation's like nope <laughs> nope nope not gonna stop no can't do it you created this get over it <laughs> you okay. created me and now i exist Citizens United, idiot. That's what they say. That's what they say. Well, actually, no, that could be the future with robots pretty yeah, soon. We'll see. So maybe in 20 years. I don't know. What else we got on the We've got to talk about, deck. we've got our daily Bezos out here. We're going to talk about some wealth inequality. We're going to talk about Jeff Bezos and how much money he made yesterday in 15 minutes. Or did he? We'll, uh, we'll speculate highly on that. And then we also got to talk about how they're making record profits on Wall Street, but the bonuses are going down and the pay is actually going down. No one ever talks about that. That's weird. So weird. And then we got Bernie Sanders out there talking about those rich Wall Street, heavy Wall Street talk today. But hey, this is important. These are the people that manage a lot of money. A lot of businesses going through there. Bunch of them. It's pretty important. Wasn't the Wall Street movement, you know, wasn't that like so 2000? Yeah, this is a long time ago. I guess so 2010 ish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bernie's out there talking about how these rich Wall Street speculators, if we just tax them a few pennies, he's adopting Warden Warren's phrasing of a few pennies now. If we just tax them a few pennies, then we could pay for tuition free college for everyone and erase all of these student debt. If we just tax the Wall Street speculators just a few pennies, yeah, that's all we got to do. Problem solved. Now he's already allocated that money to about thirty other programs, but uh, yeah, that's all we got to do. So, One thing I want to talk about, if we can get to it, is uh, you know talking about Wall Street, all this money and everything. Uh, I told you before the show, winter is coming. It is for all you Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> there are many market indications. In fact, we got a Instagram message about this last night as well. Uh, I replied to you. I'm sorry. I can't remember what your name is at this moment, but I did send you a message. And yes, we have talked about it previously on the show, but uh, as far as a market correction or recession, it's coming, guys. Winter's coming. And there are many indications of that, not only with what the Federal Reserve is doing, but what the major banks are doing, what Warren Buffett is doing. So uh, all signs point to down, to to down. Yeah, eventually. By the way, my conspiracy theorist speculation is that this will happen a couple months before the actual election in November. Um, They're they're going to need they're going to need to crash all those hopes and dreams of Trump's better economy right before the election. And uh, and that way they can get as many people fueled up as possible. Total speculation, by the way, and uh, just conspiracy theory all the way. But But forewarning, it's probably going to be worse than 2008. Oh, yeah. So just so you know. Get your things lined out. Yeah. It's going to be worse. Yeah. It's going to be real bad. Mm -hmm. Real bad. Unless you're prepared for it. And you can be prepared for this by investing. No. Let's talk about. um, Definitely by listening to this show. Listening to this show. We accidentally made like almost $1,000 on Bitcoin last week. That was nice. Just accidentally. Awesome, actually. Yeah. Just, hey, we need to pay for something. You have to buy Bitcoin first. In the time it took for everything to settle out, the thing had gone up by like 12%. <laughs> it was a hilarious time to buy Bitcoin and then get it out of there so we could buy something. It's, a, it's pretty funny. 
Pretty pretty good timing on that, Charlie. It's a smart move. Good job. <laughs> okay, Business Insider reports. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos added $13.5 billion to his fortune in just 15 minutes. See, if we were taxing that, look yeah. how much tax revenue we would have gotten in 15 minutes. Look at all of that. Now, of course, you got to ask yourself, what's the narrative here? Why would they run these headlines? Why, when I searched for this, did I have like three pages of search results on Google that all basically had this exact same headline that Jeff Bezos made $13 billion in 15 minutes? Well, of course, this is the pinpoint how unequal our society is. <clears throat> Man, my throat today. It's got to pinpoint how unequal our society is. It's got to show you that these people are taking from you, that you don't have any chance of getting ahead, that you know the, the world is just unfair, and that what we have to do is we've got to tax these people, we've got to get this money out of their hands, and we've got to get it into the right hands, which is the hands of people who work for the government. So let's talk from Business Insider. Jeff Bezos may have been the only ultra-wealthy billionaire who failed to get richer in 2019. I haven't seen Bernie Sanders post about how Jeff Bezos' net worth went down in 2019, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, this, the Amazon CEO's fortune grew by $13.5 billion in just 15 minutes on Thursday, as first noted by Bloomberg. Bezos's windfall came after Amazon shares surged around 12% to $2,100 during after-hours trading Thursday in New York. The bulk of the 56-year-old's fortune comes from his ownership of roughly 12% of Amazon stock. The rise in his stock's value would put his current net worth at about $129 billion, boosting him back above Microsoft founder Bill Gates. The two have traded the spot of the wealthiest person in the world over the last year. Okay. Really? I didn't yeah. even know that, actually. Well, because of uh, Bezos' divorce, uh, he had to get... I mean, technically, he gave away billions. I didn't even see how much it was, but I'm pretty sure Bezos' ex-wife automatically became about the richest, the richest woman? woman in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we don't let women have money these days. So, like, as soon as she had that money, she was the richest one. Wow. Right? You know? Yeah, of course. Uh, she probably crossed above uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Elaine from Seinfeld, who was one of the richest women in the world um, ev in, in, by evil nature because her father owned a really big oil company, and she inherited that. So, uh, most people don't know, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a multi-billionaire. Multi-billionaire. Also, she, I guess that puts her ahead of uh, Chavez's, Hugo Chavez's daughter. <laughs> might be. Worth $40 billion, Yeah. So. Actually, she might still be close to being, good Lord, Hugo Chavez's daughter might actually be close to being the richest woman in the world. Yeah. All from money that was embezzled Stolen. from the people of Venezuela. Exactly. While they're Just think about yeah. that yeah. as we go through this podcast. How about that? Yeah. Okay, so here's what they do. Here's what they do. When the stock market goes up a bunch... You see these articles. You see Bernie Sanders post about this. Here's how much money Jeff Bezos made in 15 minutes. Look at how much money Jeff Bezos made every single minute yesterday. And then, of course, they've got to drum up all this hatred. And it's important to realize why they're doing this. And it's important to scrutinize everything. So you've got to ask yourself, well, is this true, first off? Why would they be saying this? And does it hold true for even... Um, Two hours? Because here's what happened. You get all these articles, hundreds of articles yesterday about how Jeff Bezos' fortune went up by $13 billion in 15 minutes. Two hours later, he had lost all of it. All of it. Amazon stock popped up, and then at the end of the day, lower than where it opened. His net worth went down yesterday. There were no there were no articles about that. I I would we should see if he made let's see Jeff Bezos lost fifteen billion dollars yesterday. Let's see if anyone made an article about that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they make an article every time the stock market pops up. Here's how much money he made, and then it falls by more than what it even went up. How many articles do you guys think were written about how Jeff Bezos lost fifteen billion dollars in two hours? Did you guys see any articles about that? Nope. That's why this drives me insane. I get it. He's got a lot of money. I get it. Maybe Amazon has exercised some power. Or they got out of corporate taxes, which just makes me jealous. It doesn't make me want the want them to pay taxes. Makes, makes me, me real, wish I could do that. Makes me real jealous. Yeah. Like, I get it. But we have to at least be truthful when we're talking about this. If your narrative requires you to be deceptive and manipulative with your statistics then it's a faulty narrative. 
It just is. Or only show one side. Just one side. Oh, here, up. Let's talk about how much you made when it went up. If you're going to be truthful to your principal, then you need to write another article about how much he lost when it went down. No one talked about how Jeff Bezos lost like $30 billion in October of 2018 when all this stuff, when Amazon just started shooting up like crazy in 2018. You see Bernie posting all the time about how much money he was making. The guy, the guy lost over 20, almost $30 billion in one month. Didn't see any articles posted about that. Why well, not? It wouldn't fit. No. You know? It wouldn't. Because it's Jeff Bezos' fault <laughs> yeah. that your life is crap. Exactly. It's his fault. And so if, you have, if you've started that narrative, you can't, you can't put articles out when, it's, when it goes down. No, because that goes against your narrative. Exactly. Who wants to read about how much money Jeff Bezos lost? <laughs> no one does. You know what would be really funny is if you wrote an article saying that he lost $15 billion in, in two hours yesterday, people would be like, well, he didn't really have that money. I mean, the stock had just popped up and then it went down. So technically, you know, it's, he didn't lose $15 billion. He never right. had that money in the first place. And then I want to punch my hole through a freaking wall afterwards. That's what I want to do. That's, that's what I want to do. You want to punch your hole? I want to punch a hole. A hole, okay. Through think- my hole I want, <laughs> or a hole. What An a-hole through a wall. <laughs> I want to punch an a-hole through a wall, basically. That's, that's what it is. Nice pun. Yeah. I like it. So... So anyway, you guys can hear how I get worked up about this. It's because I'm sick of having to disprove lies and manipulation all the time and faulty statistics that leave out glaringly obvious things. If we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about ideologies, could we at least have a conversation based on actual facts? Could we at least do that? All right, so that's enough about Jeff Bezos, no one cares about him. Jeez. Let's talk about wealth inequality. This is coming from CNBC. What a lovely organization this is. So good. This chart ranks everyone, even you, listener, by their wealth. And it's a snapshot of inequality. (laughs) God bless who comes up with these headlines. Are you guys ready for a snapshot of inequality? Because here it comes right at you. There's a massive income inequality in the U.S. and in the world, and everyone from political candidates to billionaires is talking about it. Um, you know, like, is this, are they talking about just people or animals too? Because there's massive inequality <laughs> among animals. There's a lot of them, yeah. There's massive Generally. inequality among, like, water and fire. Yeah. There's, ma- you know. Yeah. Water has much more. They take water takes up much more space than land does. So What's, is the Earth pissed about? I mean, if I, I think were, it is. It's if unfair. If I were crust, <laughs> I'd be really mad ab- yeah. ab- about H two O. We have a severe lack of volcanoes. Yeah, I mean, there's just not very many of them. Right. What are we doing about that? How are we making? How are What's we? What's amazing is they're about to compare. Luckily, because we live in a completely asinine system where you can say anything you want to, whether it makes sense or not, statistically. Whatever you want to say, what you're about to compare Jeff Bezos, and we're going to mix him into a pot of all the people who are in Africa. Yeah. And, and use that as a snapshot of wealth inequality. But we won't compare. Because that's a fair comparison. Well, we won't, we won't compare middle America income to no. people over in Africa. No. Because like you are a thousand times richer than they are. But anyway, let's talk about the billionaires versus the people who make a dollar a day. Uh, again, from CNBC, great organization, um, uh, completely not fake news, I guess. A recent global wealth ranking by Bloomberg. Isn't that guy running for president? He is. A recent global Imagine wealth that. ranking by Bloomberg Businessweek put a fine point to it. The ranking gives everyone in the world a wealth number. From negative two, the world's poorest, the poor, to 11, the world's wealthiest. Took it up to this 11. Got, yeah, this chart goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Only two people get an 11, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. Scoring 11 on the Business Week ranking means you have $100 billion or more. Means you have $100 billion or more. Neither one of those guys have $100 billion. They don't. First of all. Actually, no. So that is, that's lie number one. I don't Already. Know. Did you create a website called CNBCLies.com? Because the amount of, we just need to keep going. The amount of XLies.com websites, I mean, it's unlimited. We and can't afford it because our taxes are too high, but we'll, yeah. get, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> All right. There are just 150 people who have a wealth number 10, a wealth score of 10. Man, I bet Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates have a great credit rating. 
Uh, I, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Sometimes it's really terrible. Um, there are just because this kind of reminds me of like a credit rating. Yeah. So there are just 150 people who have a wealth number of 10. A bracket that's entry level net worth is 10 billion up to just under 100 billion. You want to know why? Because Bloomberg probably falls under 10 billion. What's, yeah. what's he worth? I don't know. I think he's worth like 40 billion. Okay. So maybe yeah. he falls in this category. So he's, he didn't want to be an 11, but he's no. a 10. Of course, they said Elon Musk scores a 10. They didn't say Michael Bloomberg right. scores a 10. Exactly. Yeah. Elon Musk, the founder and owner, or I guess CEO and president of Tesla, the boring company, SpaceX, SpaceX the guy who's inventing all kinds of things to make your life better and fight climate change if it exists. So Elon Musk, for example, individuals with a wealth number 10 can afford to buy a sports team in a major market, the chart says, for context. Okay. Hmm. And at the other end of the scale, 1.5 billion adults reside in the brackets minus two through two, meaning they have a net worth of less than $1,000, including people with a negative net worth. This population would generally be subsistence farmers and can afford, quote, very little, the chart says. <laughs> so you're either poor or a rich person on a yeah. bad day with liabilities exceeding your assets, according to Business Week. Now, how is it? How are they taking people's net worth? And saying that they could afford very little. Like, what does that mean about anything? You could be making 200 grand a year and spending 200 grand a year and not have any wealth whatsoever. Right. And be able to afford plenty. That's the problem. Especially in Africa. You could afford a lot in Africa. I know. On 100 grand. I'm just saying, this, they're using this as a scale of like people who are poor and can't afford to do anything. Your net worth has nothing to do with that at all. There's celebrity basketball players that have a negative net worth. Right. Like this means nothing as far as that goes. I like number six here. One million to 40 million. It says second home by the shore. And in, in they put Boris Johnson, but really that should say Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> second yeah. home by the shore. He's probably, well, he has three houses now, yeah, right? he does. And yeah. he's worth between one and 40 million. Yeah. So he gets a wealth score of six. They could have put Barack Obama in there, actually. That yeah, would have been He's good. actually worth more than 40, actually. Yeah. I think he would have to go to. Uh, instead, they decided to put Boris Johnson on there. Yeah, and they yeah. decided to use Elon Musk instead of Bloomberg. The problem I saw with this, if you guys see this chart, I'll put a link to it in the podcast notes. They've got this scale, and of course, it goes from the negative two to two. They put in the big brackets, got $1.5 billion in it. That means they can't afford anything, which has nothing to do with your net worth, by the way. So they have that, and then all the way down at the bottom, they have over $100 billion, has got two people in it. Now let's buy into this ideology and decide that we need to spread around the wealth. We've got to get this wealth out there. And of course, we have to start with the people at the bottom. I mean, that's the only fair thing to do. If you're going to distribute the wealth, you got to distribute it to the people in that lowest bracket. So why don't we, you know, this, this has their net wealth of being zero to $1,000 in those lower brackets or to $999. Let's just take all of... Jeff Bezos's money and Bill Gates's money, and let's just give it to those 1.5 billion people in those lower brackets right there. How many people would you still have in the lower brackets, Charlie? All of them. 1.5 billion people yeah. still, because they would each get $133, and their net worth would still be $133, and they would still be in the lowest bracket. Now, maybe some of them would move up to the next one, but you guys get the point. Like... This, this idea, this boat, this boat don't float, okay? The dog don't hunt. Whatever don't do whatever it is it's supposed to do. Okay, that's what this is. The ideology doesn't work. That somehow it's better that we need to take this money from these people and give it to the people who are the poorest off. Now, keep in mind, this isn't even what the people on the left are talking about because the bulk of these people in that first bracket are not even in the freaking United States. Actually, Probably most of them are not in there. Most of them are in Africa mm -hmm. or in other really poor countries. Now, is, is anyone that we've talked about this before, is anyone on the left talking about how we need to be taxing the rich in America so we can give all of their money to the people in Africa? No, 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 nope. not, not at all. Not one bit because really they want the 1% in America to be helping the 1% in the world, which is themselves. And they don't really care about actually equalizing human beings. That's not what they're actually talking about. 
They're talking about getting that money to themselves. They should be talking about giving all of their own money to people in Africa if they really wanted to equalize inequality, if that's what they really wanted to do. Yeah, if we're really talking about inequality among just, say, humans, yeah, then why don't we discuss 90% of the world? Yeah. Because 90% of the world, they live well below yeah. the poorest among us in America. What is it, $32,000 a year and you're in the top 1% in the world? Yep. Yeah. I think it's 32500 Nate. Don't no. forget about okay. that pesky little 500 bucks. Well, as we've seen, that's pretty important sometimes. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, do you guys really think, are you, if you're making, if you're in the 1%, now this, it's evil to be in the 1%. Remember that. If you're in the 1% in the world, do you want to pay these taxes so all that money can be given to people in Africa? No. No, you don't, because you don't really care about inequality between humans. You don't you only really care. care. You care about helping yourself from the rich people in this country. You only care about people who make more than you do. That's it. That's all you care about. Yeah. Now, I don't know who Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos have to hate. Maybe no, each Bill other. Bill Gates, they switch off being mad at each other <laughs> at different times during the year, depending <laughs> on the stock market. Right. That's really it. But everyone else. Yes. You just hate the person that's richer than you are. That's all it is. That's all that this has nothing to do with inequality or actually trying to equal things. It has nothing to do with being philanthropic or feel good or charity or I want to help people or I think everybody deserves a certain level of standard of living and we're humans or whatever. Because if you really did, if you really believe that there are so many places in the world that could use you yeah. and your if you gave them $5,000, that's like giving yourself a million. Yeah. I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when, when, we were in, uh, when we were in Djibouti, we went to a shop that was in town. And uh, what is that? Djibouti City, I guess. Maybe Djibouti is what it's called. Uh, we went there and we went to a shop where he had these little handmade figurines that he was selling. And while we were there, my band and the... the you know, the security people that went with us, we went into the shop, only people in there, very, very poor area. And we spent maybe, maybe $50 while we were there. And the guy started crying when we were leaving. And he said that, and when we left, the security team told us, he said, that's more money than that guy was going to make all year. Just then he said, you literally just gave him more money than he was going to make the entire year. And so that's what people are actually living through. That's what people are really going through in the rest of the world. So do you care about humans being unequal or are you just talking about Americans being unequal? I don't know. And the other thing is the wealth inequality just, it's a faulty statistic anyway, because you could literally be the son of a wealthy person and you could decide you're going to go to Harvard and you could take out $100,000 in loans and you could get a job as a lawyer your first year out and be in the freaking negative two column of this thing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything whatsoever. You literally have professional athletes that are in the negative two column of this. Wealth is a ridiculous metric to go by. It's ridiculous. And just like the last story, how many are they going to readjust this after the stock market crashes 30% in the next couple of years? Are they going to do that? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think they're going to. No, they're not going to rehash this out. No. It doesn't fit the narrative. Who lost the most wealth during that time? Who do you think lost it? It's ridiculous, man. So you know what, CNBC? Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Next. <laughs> okay, speaking of Wall Street, this is a Wall Street heavy episode from Good Morning Liberty with record profits on Wall Street. Well, everybody likes talking about money. I know. Let's talk. Who's got my money, man? Yeah, who's got money? It's people on Wall Street, apparently. Everybody likes to make money. Everybody likes to give the government money. So yeah. everybody just likes money. Now, but this, this goes down to ideology and it goes down to a socialism versus free market ideology here. And that's what this article is about, even though that's not how they face it. With record profits on Wall Street, small bonuses will annoy bankers, say the experts. This is from Reuters. Reuters. Most Wall Street banks announced their fourth quarter profits beat industry expectations last week. But by the end of this week, bank sources and compensation experts to told Reuters most of their staff will be underwhelmed by their bonuses. Hmm, I wonder why. Many deal makers, traders, and even one big bank CEO were getting flat to down bonuses, total compensation for their performance in 2019, even though overall profits grew, the sources and experts said. Morgan Stanley reduced incentive compensation for staff and cut 
CEO James Gorman's total compensation by 7%. Yeah, I just saw Bernie Sanders tweet about that the other day. For last year compared to 2018. I was kidding. He didn't really post about a CEO getting his pay cut by 7%. (laughs) As the bank worked to reduce expenses, which climbed in the fourth quarter. Last week and throughout this week, managers of Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Citigroup, and J.P. Morgan Chase are getting similar news, sources said. All five banks declined to comment. Markets can go up. Earnings can go up. But that doesn't mean pay has to go up, said Alan Johnson, who advises financial firms on pay. He expects bonuses to be flat at best for most Wall Street workers. Now, this is just greed, profiteering. It's evil. It's all those terrible things, isn't it? Yeah, they're just going to hoard that money. They're, somehow. They need it to buy all the mattresses to stuff the money in. Somehow, <laughs> Wall Street is being greedy on, on itself yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're decreasing their own pay. So really the corporations are alive. <laughs> yeah, they are. They can't the control. CEOs it. have no control whatsoever. No, but here's here's what happens. Like Charlie said earlier. Why? Why would they do this? Why? Why would they they made record profits? Why would that not automatically mean that everyone's pay goes up? Why? It's mm. because they know that winter is coming. There are rainy days out there, people. They all know that. And they also know that, good Lord, if Bernie Sanders gets elected, this entire place is going to burn down to the ground. And they better get out with as much as they can. That's the other thing that they know. So they're trying to prepare for the future. That's what they're trying to do. Because they know we're about to have a market crash. It's going to happen. It always happens. It's going to be bigger than the last one, more than likely. So they're trying to get ready for it. And here's the problem. If every time your profits go up, you keep increasing people's pay and giving them more bonuses, people are always fine with that. Yeah. Increase my pay. You made more more profits. Increase my pay. What happens when their profits go down? Do you think everyone's like, well, I think we should all get lower pay this year? No. The workers don't say that, no. So now you got a bunch of people stuck at a higher pay scale based on 2019's profits, while 2020 or 2021, you're losing money. And they're trying to prepare for it. That's exactly that whole ideology, by the way, is why you saw people after the tax cuts giving $1,000 bonuses instead of raising everyone's pay. Because a bonus is a one-time thing. And sure, they got this tax break for a few years, but what's going to happen after Trump's gone? There's going to be a Democrat in office. If it's not next year, it's going to be five years from now or whenever. So they got to get ready for that. They can't raise everyone's pay based on their tax cuts and then a few years later a new higher tax gets put in do you think everyone's just going to be like okay lower my pay back down i get it it makes sense no that's not what's going to happen no that's not it at all this is the difference you see chuck with socialist ideology and a free market capitalist ideology the socialist is always now what can i do now here's a snapshot of wealth let's divide it out between everyone what is now you just made more money therefore you need to divide that out between all the workers right now but if you're someone who's looking towards the future hang on finish that because next year if you lose money no yeah you don't divide your losses out by all the people that's the thing it's only the gains the workers only want the gains yeah none of them are going to take a bill from the company if they lose money this quarter it's like you it's like you and your and your let's say your coach because that's more like a boss right you and your boss go to work out and you do it for a month and you're both seeing some gains right And then your boss keeps working out like your business owner, your coach, whatever. He keeps working out for the next month and he's continuing to get gains, but you don't. Yeah. And then you, you're like, well, I want some of your gains, (laughs) you know, that's not fair. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fair to the guy who didn't have to work for it. Exactly. (laughs) Who didn't have to take the risk or put in the time and the effort. That's the whole point of it. And it's like, okay, if, if you both end up not working out for a month, you can't expect to even get some of his gains because he doesn't have any. And that's the world without capitalism. Right. Then there won't be any gains. And then so, there won't be any money to argue about spreading around to everyone. We say this all the time. Everyone wants to share it when it's going good. Yeah. That's going great. Profits are up. We should. We did that. Yeah. We created. We made the widgets. The widgets. We. You sat on a couch while we made all the widgets. <laughs> and we made all these widgets. We need widget pay. 
Yeah. You're going to pay us, you know, a royalty on every widget sold. Because we put our blood, sweat, and tears into that widget. Never mind that you came up with the idea, Mr. Businessman, or, or that we wouldn't have been factory, able to do that. Yeah. Or that we wouldn't have been able to do it had none of this existed, but never mind all that. I'm the one that actually makes it. Yeah. And then let's say widget company loses, you know, a hundred million dollars next year because they don't sell as many widgets. And no one no one's gonna share in that loss. No. no. You know? Actually they'll probably still be arguing for higher pay. Right. And they'll publicize if they end up firing anyone. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the widget company will be a bad guy, yeah. even though they didn't yeah. sell as many. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It just, I don't even know how that doesn't compute with people. Yeah. They want to act like they want worker ownership, but ownership entails risk. Ownership is not a guarantee of making money off of profits all the time. They want to name 10, 15 super successful companies and how people should be the worker ownership of those. But 75% of businesses fail. And do you, do you, did you hear any of them arguing for worker ownership of all of those failed businesses. No, they want only the successful ones. Right. That's it. That's how you know this ideology does not work. You know, recently, I think Toys R Us, you know, went out of business, right? Yeah. And they had how many employees? Like 10,000 or something like that? I'm sure a pretty good amount. I don't, I don't know. know why. Why didn't all those employees band together? You know, and they each probably had a hundred bucks or something yeah. like that. Maybe the they buildings were already a, there. Yeah. They could have made an offer and then they could have ran it. Yeah. Uh, worker owned, you know? It seems like the buildings were there. They were full of toys and they have plenty of workers and plenty of people who are wanting a worker owned business. Yeah. I mean, they could have just started the bank account and stepped right into a business that was already moving, already functioning. You want to know why that didn't happen? Because it's, it's not possible. It's a terrible idea. It's not functional. No one will do it. You can't. There's no good ideas that would ever come from it. You couldn't get anything done. Never. Let, we can't even count the votes from Iowa. How the hell is a company going to tally up what, in, by the way? what color they should make their logo? Hey, 50,000 people, we need the Democratic vote on this problem right here. So let's talk about it. Oh, hang on. We got 62, do we have numbers? 62% reporting. Right now, Pete Buttigieg really winning with twenty six point nine percent. Bernie Sanders coming in second at twenty five point one. Ooh, um, there's not many in that. It says sixty two per, uh, percent reporting, but it's a tight race. That's fitting because the Bernie supporters were already conspiracy theorizing about how yeah. Pete, you know, was the favorite for the DNC now, and that it was going to come out with him winning. Basically, oddly enough, so. Amy uh, Klobuchar, which I said first, she's down uh, to fifth. Yeah. So Pete, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Amy Klobuchar. This is I don't. Uh, this is terrible for Biden. By the way, this is an embarrassment. Now I don't think he'll remember it tomorrow, but this is really bad. It's too close to call though, because yeah. it's only sixty-two percent reporting, and we've got um, Pete Buttigieg at twenty-six point nine, Bernie Sanders at twenty-five point one. Then it does drop by about a hundred, um, a hundred count. So the number of votes from three thirty-eight to two forty-six for Warren at eighteen point three, Biden has fifteen point six, Klobuchar twelve point six. Everyone else is less than one percent. Well, I'm sure they'll find a trunk full of votes for Biden at the last minute. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll be the know. last caucus reporting, and it'll be like somehow a thousand. Ninety-nine percent went for Joe Biden wow. in, the, in the biggest district. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, listen, worker ownership, bad. Just, just think about that. Worker ownership, bad. If it's good, if it's better, then you just get a bunch of your friends. All you guys get together. Get on a Facebook group that's full of leftist, socialist, Bernie lovers. Just get on there and say, hey guys, I started the bank account. I put 100 bucks in there. I'm going to give all of you guys access to this bank account. And I need each one of you guys to put $100 in there. And then we're going to get together and we're going to talk about what we're going to make. And we're going to figure out, we'll take a vote on what it is we're going to make and where we're going to be located and what the pricing is going to be and what our pay structure is going to be. And all of that, you guys get together and create your own worker-owned business. There is no reason that you can't. There's no law saying yeah. that you can't. Not at all. We'll all make everything, and then when we have a bunch of profits, we'll all share it, and yeah. we'll never have losses. It'll all just be profits. I can't. <laughs> all just profits. That's what businesses do, just all profits. Hundreds of millions of percents of profits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our, we don't even need a profit loss statement, because there is no loss. The problem is they want to- We just have profit statements. <laughs> just profit statements. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all shared, equal. Uh, yeah. We're all equal. Everybody's a CEO. Everybody. Yes.
all have an equal vote. Everybody send your complaints to everybody. <laughs> okay, I like it. I'm joining. I'm joining up, man. No, they. the problem is they, they can't do that. They make this argument that, well, you can't have Amazon without labor. And all you got to do is ask yourself which one comes first. Now, they won't answer the question. Trust me. I have been banging this question over people's head on TikTok for the last couple of weeks now, and they won't answer the question. I understand that Amazon would not be worth what it is right now or producing the products or shipping them without the workers, but which one of them had to happen first? You have to get an answer to that question. Now, yes, you have to have the workers, but a bunch of people standing around in a field talking about how great their company is going to be means nothing, has no value whatsoever. So what do you need before that? What you need before that is someone to come in with capital and risk the willingness to lose all of their money if it goes poorly. And then they build it up and they take on that risk because you wouldn't do it. And they take on the risk. And yes, they will benefit more than everyone else because they risk more than you did. If you want what they have, then go do it yourself. Just Amen. go do it. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't think I can say anything else about that. That's it. Preach it, man. Where are you going to be preaching on Sunday? Well, uh, right here, I guess, <laughs> from our GML church site. I like that. BernieLies.com. Yeah. The Church of Capitalism coming at you That's live right. every single day. <laughs> you know, I had an it's, idea uh, for- cap Capitology. Capitalology. <laughs> I had an idea where we did a, uh, we did a, a basic economics podcast but we treated, I know this might be considered sacrilegious. I don't mean it like blasphemous or sac whatever. I don't mean it like that. Sorry, mom. But what I thought would be a great <laughs> idea is if you did a basic economics podcast and you treated basic economics as if it were the Bible and you went through a couple paragraphs yeah. and gave a sermon on a couple paragraphs from, from the words of Thomas Sowell, I don't mean it as if he's a god or anything that's not what i mean it's just are a, his quotes in red yeah anytime he speaks it's in red yeah you have we have a call and response thing at the end of the book that we do yeah no but i thought that'd be great like you it would be like a like a religious podcast only you're preaching sermons from basic economics and i just thought that if you guys want to take that idea go ahead and run with it you know what's hilarious is like in absence of religion people are looking to you know guys like bernie sanders they follow him like a religious cult. It is a religion. It's insane. It is. Because like that's where they find their moral fortitude is by stealing everyone else's money to for equality. Yeah. You yeah. know? They they live by the gospel of Bernie Sanders. And and differently, uh, no matter how much his gospel makes no sense whatsoever or the fact that it's killed over 100 million people, they just take it as well it's the gospel of bernie therefore we must do it yeah it's not, we have to yeah it doesn't matter how many people it doesn't matter we haven't killed everyone yet so yeah. we still have to try it <laughs> yeah i asked this guy on instagram he's like yeah you probably think that mao killed 60 million people too don't you like he was saying we were arguing you know normal instagram argument i was like i don't know how many you think he killed he was like it's actually 30 like that's a good and I was thing like, <laughs> Is that is that your point? <laughs> it was better. It's only thirty is that million people. Better that one dictator trying to bring equality went through and brutally murdered the entire state of California, and your argument was that he didn't kill everyone in New York too. Good lord, that's your defense of your ideology. Wow, that's what it is. Did that really happen? That actually happened. Yes, it was, it was only thirty million. Yeah. <laughs> He said, because he, he alleged that capitalism had killed more people than communism. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? You know, I see, a lot, I, I see that going around a lot. Yeah. And I just don't understand. I don't either. Well, the, what ends up happening is they blame every death on capitalism. That's, that's what they do. If so you, even the communist death is because of capitalism. Yeah. Well, and, and no, what I'm saying is like, if you die because uh, lack of health care, well, then that's blamed on capitalism. If you died from a lung ailment, if you died from lung cancer, well, that's capitalism. It could have been tobacco companies. If you died from a gunshot wound, well, that's capitalism because the companies that make the guns, 
if you die you know if you're if we have issues they he even talked about gmos which i could go off on gmos for a while but um talking about that well if you die from some kind of illness related to that which there aren't any proven yet so far not that i could find well then that's capitalism that's why you died so basically you can blame every single death that was not to natural causes at the average life expectancy that you can find on wikipedia if it wasn't that then it was capitalism's fault you know this isn't this isn't even hard to think about throughout history i know how long has capitalism been around Mm. well let's go let's go let's talk about this what is cap what does capitalism base itself on like what's the fundamentals of capitalism private property ownership private property ownership and individual sovereignty yeah now can you tell me in human history when did we start trying individual sovereignty and private property ownership that's the fundamental basics of capitalism that that capitalism has to have to be capitalism it has to have private property ownership and it has to be based on individual sovereignty people being free to trade and do what they need to do when did we start trying that i don't know 1776 somewhere around the 1700s and <laughs> yeah. early eight, before that in and early 1800s yeah. no because we were pil- the pilgrims were socialists in the 1600s oh yeah yeah almost died we've yeah. only <clears throat> been doing this for let's say the better part of 250 years and in 250 years we've managed to make the world so incredibly wealthy one of the biggest problems we have in america is obesity yeah not starvation and and anxiety due to managing your social media accounts yeah it's like a problem you need a brain break day because you got the you're reading about how alice said something about your mom on facebook and instagram yeah which wouldn't wouldn't even exist yeah. back like in 1800 there's no such thing called the internet there was no incentive for somebody to build something called the internet actually in the in the 1400s like the world was flat you couldn't go anywhere <laughs> anyway you're reading this book you're reading this book uh, I'm, i just finished called, it you just yeah. finished called human yeah. progress by johan norberg i mean in 1900 your life expectancy was 35 yeah we live to be like 80 now 79 for men like 82 for women because men are still dumb the book, whatever we live to be 80 imagine what it'll be like our generation is probably 100 or something i don't know i don't even know if i want to go that long but we have done through the short time in 250 years which by the way the earth has been around for like 3.4 billion or something like that something so like that literally 200 years is nothing it's not even a blink it's like do the math on that go ahead what's this guy's name um bernie yeah probably so bernie sand whatever do them just do the math it's real simple 200 three point let's say 3.4 billion divided by 200 and you convert that over to seconds it's not even it's like a second it's not even a second i don't think it is even a second it's It's nothing. nothing and we have managed to like the fact that we have running water and sewage systems yeah one thing i learned so this book progress by johan norberg really good really good book i recommend it it's it's uplifting just to look at things from the proper perspective and it's amazing how far we've come in a very very short amount of time we've made more strides in the last 20 years than we did for all of human existence it's it's really amazing how far we've come one thing i didn't realize you know when you think like back in the old day back in the 1700s days how nice and just proper and everything was everything smelled like poop (laughs) yeah everything there was poop everywhere there there was a story in the book about this party this fame this wealthy party they had a bunch of people in the dining room and they used to keep all of their sewage underneath their house like it would just go under the house you would you would just it would just smell like crap all the time and they had this massive party and the floor was so rotted from all of the sewage underneath it that the floor collapsed and the people in the party fell in and most of them drowned in the pool of crap that was underneath the house. God. Like that's something they don't, you just don't talk about really. But That it's still just, happens in other countries, but well, not yeah, here. Yeah. Not here. But like, just imagine like there weren't toilets and running water and all this people. I mean, there were some designated, uh, number two areas around 
but everything just smelled like crap everywhere. I mean, that's a pretty big stride, right? Now it only smells like crap in San Francisco and LA. <laughs> like we've made really big moves right. so far. So you really have to have, like Milton Friedman said, you have, we need to continue to make more strides, but you've also got to have a sense of proportion when we're talking about this. Need some perspective, man. This is, this is amazing. And talking about how capitalism has killed more people than communism is completely insane. Capitalism or if you want to call it the free market or whatever you want to call it, simply says that you own yourself. And that's basically it. You own yourself. Individual liberty. You can own property if you want to. If you pay for that property, you can own property. You can take you gotta in. got to rent it from the government. In the yeah, United you States, still have so. to rent it from the government. You can take in profits from that. If you, if you make something of value and people want to exchange value, it's an amazing system. And saying that that system is responsible for deaths even pointing at healthcare, you're talking about deaths from healthcare because people didn't have it because of our evil capitalist system. That if it weren't for our evil capitalist system, that healthcare option might not have existed in the first place, and millions of more people would be dead. So that you got to be able to look at this from all sides of the equation. You're just looking at it from a biased perspective when you look at it this way. Has it been a net benefit or a net detriment to the world? It's glaringly obvious that it's been a net benefit. Glaringly ob obvious. He said GMOs. That's something that's killing people because of capitalism. You know what GMOs did? GMOs took the average bushels per acre for corn in 1940 was 20 bushels per acre. That's what you make. In 2016, it was 170 bushels per acre. Jesus. GMOs are amazing, and they are the reason that we, can, that we are able to produce enough food to feed the amount of people that we can feed. In the 17, 18, all these times, 17, 1800s, people were saying that there was no way the world was going to be able to sustain over a billion people at our current agriculture production. There's no way we'd be able to have it. Now, technically, we've got excess food. I know a lot of people aren't getting it. I get it. A lot of people in Africa live under brutal dictatorships and they can't get the food. I get it. That's the government's fault and they're sorry. But that doesn't change the fact that GMOs, while they might, let's say, let's say a GMO takes, because of the, the bad, bad, evil stuff that's in your food, let's say it takes five years off your life. Say it takes five. Say it takes 10. Say it takes 10 years off your life. Does it matter that it might have saved the lives of 10 billion people? Does that matter at all? Or it's still a net benefit because, you know, before you had all this food and medicine and everything that Kaplan's created, you were going to die at 40 anyway. Yeah, you were just going to die. So You would be dead already. In so, fact, I did the numbers on it. It's like 75 or 80% of cancer is discovered in people that are 55 years or older. Yeah. And so literally, you know, people back in the day, you know, prior to 1920, let's say, well, prior, prior to 1900, for sure, um, we didn't know what cancer was because people didn't even live to be 55 years old. Yeah. And that's one of those manipulated statistics. You can say, oh, look, ever since we created GMOs, cancer rates are on the rise. Or cancer rates are on the rise in general. No crap. Yeah, because people are living longer and we know what cancer is. The the average life expectancy was 40 years old. You know, if you got a heart attack in 1900, how many people that got a heart attack, in, how many of them got stents, you think? A very low amount. Yeah. I don't even think Rockefeller could have gotten a stent put no. in if he had a heart attack. No, you had a heart attack in 1900, dead. Dead. See ya. Yeah. See you later. You got pneumonia, pretty dead. Yeah. You got skin, you got MRSA or something, skin eating, whatever, the bad infections, dead. I just... You I, went septic, dead. There's no IV antibiotics. Now listen, that's insane. I grew up in a farm. I grew up on a farm family in a farm family on my dad's side, trailer park on my mom's side, which is fine. Fine nowadays. Yeah, beautiful. you had like a community with beautiful, the trailer park, beautiful. and then you had. You I lived know, in a trailer. Open at my, spaces. lived in a trailer at my dad's. Yeah, a smaller trailer, a smaller a trailer, but wide open spaces yeah. like the Dixie Chick song. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> GMOs. I get it. Organic probably better for you. I try to eat organic when I can. I always try to. When you have the money, that's... You when know, I have the money, I try to eat from you. organic. Okay, but you cannot say that GMOs have been a, a net detriment to humanity. 
when it's clear what it's been able to do. Even in that book, Progress, that we were just talking about, he was talking about how GMOs have helped save the environment because we would have had to, to cultivate, to destroy and cultivate another 6 billion uh, hectares of forest just so we could plant food at the original per acre yield that we used to have before GMOs. That's one thing people don't think about. If we're still only getting 20 bushels per acre, how, many, how much more land will we have to cultivate? Will we be able to have any trees throughout the Midwest, throughout Iowa, anywhere? It'd all be gone. It would all have to be farmland. There's now more trees in America than there were 100 years ago. I know. In the Americas, sorry. Includes Canada. So once again, if you care about climate change, well, guess what? GMOs have saved a crap ton of trees because we are able to get 170 per acre. Now, my dad's really good. He can get over 200 per acre of corn. And we used to be able to get 20 beforehand. That's a big difference. That's a really big difference. Uh, 10 times, actually. For my dad, yeah, 10 times. (laughs) 10 times what his grandparents were able to get when they were farming. Simply because, I get it, you can put Roundup on, on your corn or on your beans or whatever. You know, Roundup-ready crops. Now, maybe organic really isn't that good because, you know, like these aborigine, like these tribes that still exist, like in these remote areas that people actually can't visit. Remember that preacher guy tried to visit, yeah. visit one in Australia or yeah. something and they actually shot him with Didn't a poison well. dart? Yeah. And, uh, but really you can't visit them anyway because they don't, they're not even used to all the diseases and stuff and they, they eat organic. I'm sure. Yeah. There's nothing genetically modified. They don't have the internet. Yeah. They, they like nothing modern about them exist. In fact, they shot this guy with a bow and arrow. Yeah. So nobody in their tribe has invented a gun yet because they'd probably have them if they did. Yeah. True. But I guarantee that probably cause they don't have any incentive. That's where Bernie Sanders needs to go live. These right people, there. these people in the tribe, I bet their life expectancy isn't 80. Yeah. You know, if somebody gets sick in that tribe, they don't go to the hospital. No. You know, they, and all these things, hospitals, life-saving drugs, food, GMOs, all of this stuff was created because of the profit incentive. Yeah. Now, I'm sure is, there were some hospitals before people were, I mean, I don't know about well, hospitals. Well, also caring for people, yes. Healthcare but, before that, somewhat. Right. You know, they would cut off your arm for you if it was injured. You know, right, right. But I'm talking about bloodletting for you. Right. The incentive, the incentive <laughs> to develop MRI machines yeah. and all of this stuff. Like who somebody's like, oh, I just want to build this really big, gigantic magnetic machine because I want people to see inside their brains. Yeah. You know, or see inside your head so you can see your brain. No, they're like, man, I bet we could sell these things for for a hundred grand a piece. Probably yep. more than that to begin with. But that's that's that the profit incentive based on individual sovereignty and the right of private property. That is what has generated more wealth, more opportunity, more freedom, a better life, a quality of life. It's produced everything that we see. It's the reason podcast exists. It's the incentive that you will reap the benefits from your labor that gets people to work harder. Just look at that Look at that province in China that we talked about a while back that's in Rand Paul's book, The Case Against Socialism. They were working in their communes and their collectivist farms, and 28 families got together, decided that they were going to secretly come up with a contract, and they would all keep what they were able to produce on their farmland. And all of a sudden, people went from going from when the bell rang to when the bell rang, because there was a bell when they told you you had to go work and when you had to stop. They started getting up before the bell and they would stay out after the bell. From one year, the year after they signed the contract that secretly said that they could keep whatever they got off of their land, they produced five times as much crops as they had produced the previous year. Five times as much in one year. That's just amazing. Purely from the incentive of being able to keep the benefits of your labor, being able to keep the benefits of your risk and your time. That's all that is. It's a good thing Mao didn't kill those people. I think Mao was dead by then. It was uh, 78 when they did this, and actually they are the ones because all the neighboring towns saw how, how well it was going, and so they started adopting it. And luckily, uh, crap, I'm going to forget the guy's name that it came in the power. 
but they ended up, it should have been a death sentence for them. They should have made them bury their families alive and then killed them like they did a lot of other people. But instead, they said, this is obviously working. We really need to, a lot of people are starving to death. We're going to allow all the communities to adopt this plan if they want to. That was in 1978, I believe. And that's when China, China started to take on. <laughs> China. Yeah, that's when they started to take on the capitalistic principles. Now, it's still obviously a communist dictatorship, crazy country. <laughs> but in the 70s, you can see we did we did this one time on the show. I think it was last year, probably sometime. Uh, so go back and listen to, I don't know, episode five. But anyway, you can actually see the decline in how many people starve to death, like hundreds of millions yeah. were starving to death in China. And then if you look at it post like 1975 on upwards, the numbers started falling drastically, drastically when they started Im- introducing ca- some capitalistic principles like private property ownership. Imagine that. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew that you would want to take care of something that belongs to you versus <laughs> if it, if you didn't, if you didn't earn it, it doesn't mean as much to you. No you don't care. You know, if you, if somebody, my grandpa used to say this, like, you know, when, when there were toys or something, he would, he would say, oh, well, like you don't show any appreciation because you didn't have to work for that. Like that was given to you. So you don't appreciate it as much, you know, as something that you would work for. Like, yeah. That's you, true. You know, you're trashing around, you're doing all that stuff. Like if you actually had to pay for it or like some, you know, something happened in the car, you know, cause they used to come and get us every year. And if you'd spill something or whatever in the car, my grandpa was you know, pretty anal about like cleaning stuff up. He wasn't mean, but he always used to say like, you know, when you get a car, you're going to want to keep it clean. Like it's yours. Like you, you own it. Yeah. You know, if you want to pick up the girl and take her on a date, like you want that thing clean, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want people throwing stuff and throwing trash. You look at, um, uh, um, around communities and stuff and things that don't belong to people. Like you'll throw trash in your neighbor's yard as long as it doesn't exist in yours, you know, because you don't own it. You don't, it's not tied to you. What we asked the students when we were talking, was it Turning Point USA that we talked yes. for at um, MTSU? MTSU, yep. yeah. We asked, what I asked them was, imagine you get into your college class and on the first day, the teacher says, hey, no matter what, whether you turn in your work, whether you pass your tests, whether you do anything, whether you even show up for class, Everyone here gets an A. Now, do you think that the work put in by those people would be the same as in a class where you were actually graded based on the work that you did, where you actually got the grade that you earned? Which one of those classes do you think would have the most effort put in towards learning? The latter. Yes. There would be like a class of 30 people. There would be one or two that would now show here's up because the problem. care. Imagine it's not a college class. Imagine you're producing food. There's the problem. That's the problem because then 100 million people starve to death. That's or, the problem. Or more. Or more. Yep. That's just a convenient term. It wouldn't sound as good if we said 123 million. Is I there mean, a capitalism save the world.com? Uh, maybe. Go ahead and buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do capitalism saved.us. Oh, there, yeah, nice. there you go. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. It was taken. Oh. Yeah. Okay, guys. So listen. <laughs> Listen, I'm setting up a Patreon account right now. By the time you listen to this, it will still not be ready. But in a couple days, you can go to that Patreon account. Take, you know, just keep looking out for it. We're going to be offering $5, $10, $15, $100 subscriptions, whatever it is you want to do. You can get exclusive content only on Patreon. We'll do live videos. I'll sit here. We'll talk about very important stuff. It's only going to go on to Patreon, unfiltered. Pure, pure thoughts just going on that. We're going to do live Q&As on some of it. We're going to do exclusive videos. We're going to give some people shout outs. If you've got a podcast or a political page, then you can jump on that $100 tier if you want to. Thanks, Lines of Liberty, for giving me that idea. So if you want to do that, then you can check out our Patreon here in a couple days. Today is February 4th, my beautiful wife's birthday. Happy birthday, babe. 
Happy birthday, Lacey. Also, Charlie's brother's it's birthday. my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, yes. bro. Slightly less beautiful, but a lot taller, for sure. So, happy birthday, Lacey. Um, we're going to go out to a very nice home-cooked meal tonight, and we're in the movie, and that's all we're going to do. So, yeah. She's going to take her mom to a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. If any of you old folks out there know the movie reference Charlie was just throwing out. <laughs> so, uh, I think that movie came out about 20 years ago, probably. So <laughs> That's uh, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, guys, you can check out the Patreon. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. If you're listening to this a couple days from now, it's going to be available. Listen, it's time to make a freaking difference in the world, because I don't know if you're looking at the news but we're going to hell in a Galdern handbasket. I was right telling now. you before the okay. show, like, why doesn't Bernie just win and let's just burn it all to the ground in ten yeah. years, so we know, like, we know it's turning out that our best option is to let Bernie Sanders destroy the entire thing, so we can capitalize on it being rebuilt. Right, <laughs> that's about the best <laughs> thing that we can do now. Yeah. So make sure you save your family. You're not one of the hundred million people that are killed. Yeah, listen. And then when it all comes back up, we you know we start the revolution. We'll be fine. When this goes down. You can at least say, I did something. I tried. I did not just sit there quietly and let it happen. I did not just sit there and complain. I actually took some of my hard-earned money and I put $5 towards something that was actually getting the proper message and the proper narrative out there to people. So if you guys actually care about doing something, you can do that on Patreon here in a couple days. Not today. Just not today. Maybe tomorrow. So anyway, guys, Charlie, take us out. Yeah, if after you do that, so that's step number one. Yeah. We just have a, we have a 12 step program. <laughs> I won't go over all the steps today, but step number one, go to Patreon, support the show. You can also hit up all of our websites. We have bought so many websites. We have the best websites, the greatest websites that exist. There's goodmorningliberty.us. There's BernieLies.com. There's LizLies.com. I guess we need a KlobucharLies.com and a BudapegeLies.com. Budapeg. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Budapeg? Budapeg. 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 Whatever his name is. No one cares. <laughs> no one's going to... That guy's not going to be president. Budapeg. Uh, there's LizLies.com. There's all places to go see everything Liberty that you could possibly want to see. So guys, go check all of that out. Share the show with a friend. We know at least your communist uncle needs to hear this. So you guys share the show with a friend. Leave us a rating and review. You do all that. We'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning or afternoon. Liberty.